health, history, the facts, the truth. This is Linda Smith looking at the tentacles of racial and ethnic health disparities. The question, how did we get here? Looking for the answer of how do we get out? This is Linda Smith. Welcome back, health partners, as we continue our journey exploring the tentacles of health disparities. How did we get here? How do we get out? The question hopefully leads to the answer as we continue pouring into the many cracks and crevices that has led us to the state of racial and ethnic health disparities. Let us continue to look closely at these tentacles of health differences based on, as we spoke before, the preface of social determinants of health, based on differences, based on race. Stay with me as we explore from the beginning, how did we get here? We know the answer to be the transatlantic slave trade. But let us talk more on this journey, health partners. Before we go down that route, let us go even further back. Yes, the early 1480s saw the transport of enslaved people, our ancestors. Yes, we are people who transformed from this oppressive system of bondage. We became property chattel, a number in a large ledger book that was kept on the desk of the slave owners. These numbers, not names, were encased in the journals. Our sisters, our brothers, our aunts, our grandmothers, our mothers and fathers. There's a lack, there's a disadvantage that was taken away from us. What is that? Mm, our humanness. How did we get here, health partners? How did we get here? Let that marinate just for a moment. did we get here? The status of disadvantage of being not seen as a human being, but being seen as property, being a ROI, a return on investment. That's what we were seeing. That's why there's a number in those ledger books and not the name of our ancestors. How did we get here? Oh, can we look back at one of the many tentacles of health disparities with the loss of our identity, our humanness? Let's even look back, even before the 1480s, back into the 1450s, we saw the transport of human cargo to become chain laborers. First in the Caribbean, islands on sugar and tobacco plantations. Conditions were horrendous for our ancestors as planting and harvest season were never ending compared to the Americas. Think about it. The Caribbean, 
always a warm season. Even their winters, it was for rain. But there is no stopping of the work of our ancestors to labor in the fields, in the sugar plantations, in the tobacco plantations. Here in America, there was time because of the season. Still, the sugar plantations, the tobacco plantations, cotton plantations. Oh, so much work that was done. So much work that was taken out of us for someone else's benefit, not our own. Hmm. We have winter. So during the winters in America, we did quilting. We did house repairs. We did things around the plantations, but there was no harvesting. There was no planting. Spring, summer, and fall. That's the difference. But let me not get ahead too far. We will focus on the conditions of living for our ancestors and see the connection to our health problems. That's where we're going with that. And there's a connection of that bondage that was implanted upon us, being considered property or chattel, being a number and not a name in the journal of the plantation owners. Does that still sit with us in an ugly way? Yes, because those conditions that our ancestors had to live when transferred to us even today and has been linked to what we experience as health disparities because there were differences then, there are differences now. As the route switches to the Americas, now the transatlantic slave trade or the middle passage as we know it to be called. To the Americas, the brutality of the conditions from the walk sometimes up to or more than 300 miles to the holding cells. We're going to still stay there where our ancestors were taken from their homeland where they were taken from the societies, their everyday living, their everyday being to become property of someone else. They walked, as I said, up to 300 or even 500 miles chained to one another. They walked them to the Elamina Cape Coast castles. Many of you have heard of that. I not only heard of the Elmina Cape Coast castles, but I was able to stand there in the cramp, dark, cold holes in the basement of the castle where our ancestors were kept, still chained, mind you. The men were in one section and the women were in another section with their children. It was cold, it was dark, it was cramped. And from there, they went on to the ships. But this coldness still remains with me to this day. Even though it's several years ago that I was actually there, it has not gone. So after all of that walking 
and the walking was hard. There were no shoes on us. The walking was long, mud, dirt, fecal matter was caked onto our bodies. Hmm. Let's go to what they call the last bath. So when they would get to the Cape Coast castles, they would go to this area called the last bath. It's really just a creek. And there they were bathed. There they were all down to make themselves presentable for the auction block before they were put on the different ships, which really was just a creek, mind you, where we all had no privacy. We all had no soap. How can we, how can we be a people to have experienced this? Hmm. Before boarding the ships to an unknown land, the Americas. How can we? That's tragic. How did we get here? All of this is laying the foundation, hopefully that will help us to find the answer so that we could eradicate this ethnic and health, racial health disparities. We wanna look at some books I suggest to you that you go to your local library, don't purchase anything, but if you like to have it in your personal library, you can find everything exactly online or in the bookstores, but just go to your library first. One book in particular that I want to share with you, it's entitled, Lest We Forget. The Passage from Africa to Slavery and Emancipation. The author is Velma M. Thomas. In there, you will find insurance papers. Hmm. The insurance papers were not for us. It was the ones who paid for these ships. You had shipbuilders, ship owners, and then you had the crew. So the different countries involved in this trade, in these ships, the British, the French, the Portuguese, the Spaniards, they would take insurance out. So when there was sickness on the ships, as they traveled the three months to the Americas in that transatlantic slave trade, in the dark cramped areas, still chained to one another, our ancestors became sick and sick and sicker. And to stop the spread of illness, these owners of these ships would then have our ancestors unchained and placed in the ocean. How can we get out of this? How did we get here? How do we get out? Another book that I want to share and ask you to take a look at, and it's very popular right now, The 1619 Project, and we all know the author to be Nicole Hannah-Jones. The book, The 1619 Project, takes place in my homeland of Virginia, in particular Jamestown, where the first Africans came upon the shores of America 
Jamestown, Virginia. Let's go back again to our African continent, to our country of Ghana, where the Elmina Cape Coast Castles is located, where our ancestors were held in the cramped, dark, cold holes. In Ghana, they have a town also called Jamestown. This town in Ghana, again called Jamestown, has a castle. Huh. And today in Jamestown, Ghana, it serves as a holding cell for women. It's a women's prison. There's too much that still goes on. There's too much disparities among our ancestors and even today that transfers to us and affects us and puts us at a disadvantage. I touch both. As our time is coming to a close, I just want to share a few more books with you because we want to also have a conversation around what the literature, to get the correct information. Having the correct information is one way to ensure that we can alleviate these health disparities that our ancestors experienced and that we experience today. Equally relevant to health disparities are the human rights principles of non-discrimination and equality. That's what we're looking for, for equality. According to these principles, everyone has equal rights. And states, all of our states are obligated, Jamestown, Virginia, the state of Virginia, the state of New York, every town is obligated to prohibit policies that have either the intention or the effect of discriminating against particular social groups, people of color. It's often hard to prove this for institutions, but this is something we have to do. So we need action. We need action to leverage, because if not, there will be greater harm to our health and disparities will continue. There is another book that I would like for us to take a look at and for you to look at as well. It's called African-American Slave Medicine, Herbal and Non-Herbal Treatment by Herbert C. Covey. Herbert C. Covey. And this book talks about that return on investment. Let's think about that our sisters and our brothers, our grandmothers, everyone got sick at some point. How were Africans who were enslaved taken care of? So they had their home remedies. And I'm just going to read an excerpt very quickly. When home remedies fail, plantations owners and overseers were called white physicians. When the folk medicine of the slave owners failed, they turned to licensed medical practitioners. Some of these physicians were under contract to provide care to the plantation, including slave people, as they have noted in this book. 
Some white physicians even charge lower fees for treating slaves because the high volume of cases compensated for the price differential. So have we ever thought about health care while being enslaved? Yes, because we were chattel. We were property. It's called return on investment. Before we close out our talk today, how did we get here? How do we get out? Let me just share the words of Conti Collins. He wrote, what is Africa to me? Copper sun or scarlet sun? Jungle star or jungle track? Strong bronze men or regal black? Women from whose loins I sprang when the birds of Eden sang. Thank you for joining us today. We will be back with you once again as we continue our journey, health partners, talking about the tentacles of health disparities. How did we get here? How do we get out? This is Linda Smith. This is Linda Smith in association with iMail Productions, inviting you to tune in next time to the tentacles of racial and ethnic health disparities. How did we get here? How do we get out? Thank you.